everybody, for another edition of the Club Cool Podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley, and I'm here, brought to you by Washed Media and the Washed Media Studios. Joining me, as always, on the other side of the table, at the intersection, style, pop culture, it's Phil Battaglia. Phil, what's, what's going on? What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, how's, that, uh, how's that new TikTok account uh, coming along? Uh, still... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, you know, I still have to settle on a, a cool like uh, username. Ah, yes, working that out. Yeah, you don't think the uh, the Gen Zers will understand your Father Phil reference, your your Twitter handle? Oh, maybe. I didn't understand it until I started watching The Sopranos like two weeks ago. So no, it's been like it's been like a, a few months a uh-huh. few months now. But I Father Phil came on the screen, and I was like, uh... I don't even know if that's really why I put. You that don't up think here. that's not I just it? Like the way it sounded. You're and... not a. You're not a bit. You weren't just like obsessed with the character of Father Phil. On the I've Sopranos? only watched Sopranos all the way through once. Okay. So there's a guy that uh, a good customer of ours at Tom's that has this is his third watch through, mm-hmm. and he's doing it in reverse. What do you think about that? <laughs> he's mementoing it. Yeah. 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 He's watching the last season in its entirely entirety, and then. I thought that was kind of odd. That that's a weird way to go about it. Now, but is he he's going like ep, like episode one to like ten of the last episode of the of the, of the last, last season. season? Okay, episode so one not, to ten. He's, he's not, not going in complete reverse. Okay, right? okay, all right. So he's just watching the seasons in reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of weird. I know that that's uh, that's really weird. Um, I ask, you know, um, because I've been. Uh, you know, I'm I'm watching around on TikTok. We've we've talked about the explore page, and I'm right now. We, we I, I've I've hashed it out enough that I I'm just blown away by the whole like boys are sexy on on TikTok thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, but now I just now I'm just getting into the hair because uh, it, there's one haircut that you get to have. Well, there's really two haircuts that you get to have on TikTok. Um, and you have the perfect the perfect yeah. mop for one. I, of all them. I have to do is just sh- all you have shave to do this. is shit, and, and then you let the front grow out more, right? So that you just have a big poof, yeah, right in front that comes down like just to right above your eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just, you know, you already have, like, you have better, better art than any of them. Yeah. Do they have you, tattoos, these guys? Yeah. Yeah. But they're, they, they go more like the, I feel like they go more like the Harry Styles, like, what do you call that? Like pick a pepper type. type you're just, you're, yeah. Just like, um, you went to the tattoo shop like mm-hmm. 27 times and every time you just picked like a different genre, a different style, mm-hmm. a different thing. You even mixed up the tattoo shops that you went to. Yeah. So it's just like a whole, like, you know. You're a, you're a zood board of of, uh, of tattoos. Those are the of, guys that are like, it's uh, Halloween, let's go get a tattoo, and they just yeah. come up with something. Yeah. I, I can't be that spontaneous um, when it comes to that. Yeah, the other one, the the, the one that I can do is, I, I can't do any cool hairstyles. Like, the only hairstyles that, that I can that I can pull off, like, when they become in vogue, are, like, either kind of, like, long, greasy ones or um, or, or stuff that's, like, very short and, and cropped. Um, if I had your hair straight like that yeah i'd grow it out yeah like down to here like full on yeah but not like you're you're giving guitar lessons right (laughs) (laughs) right yeah yeah well so the other if you don't have the right if you don't have the right um like the the type of hair for for the the front poof you can do the 90s butt cut you can do a you can do a rider strong from boy meets yeah 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 uh, now this is this you know this is like the the inspiration. It doesn't quite look like this anymore. Um, it's 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 still got like a little bit more of like the undercut. Mm-hmm. But I was messing around with this yesterday. I just you know because middle parts we've talked about this middle parts for girls. Well middle middle parts for dudes too. You got to do the middle part. My hair has been parted for so long like in the same place that it's it's not it's not taking well to to attempting this this middle part. I would love to see it. <laughs> I really would. <laughs> I had it. I I kind of had it going, but my hair gets pretty flat, you know. That so it is, doesn't. It looks so stupid. Any anything do anything that look at requi- that anything that requires like some volume. I can't. Randy. I can't. I can't do it. I need it to. I need look it to really <laughs> volumize, and I can't. And I can't do it. And it's aggravating. Although I did. I did. I walked in the door. I, I had. I, I was up at the uh, the office yesterday. And uh, then I like I, I went to Fresca's, but I was way early to pick up dinner, mm-hmm. and so I just sat in the car looking at the mirror, uh, messing with my my um you know my butt cut, and <laughs> man, <laughs> kind of like forgot about it. Walked in the door with the food, like walked through the house and like you know back to the bedroom, 
And uh, Laura said, what's with the butt cut? <laughs> <laughs> so she picked up, at least I was, I was, you know, I was getting it. I you, was, yeah. She, it was recognizable. It was recognizable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, ba- first up baby steps to, um, to me getting a, getting the, uh, a TikTok haircut, a TikTok boy haircut. Man, Barrett would love nothing more than to be TikTok famous. Uh, well, you know, it's like it, the, the thing about it is, right? The, I joked around. We're doing, yeah. re- we're doing reels now, by the way, on our Instagram. There's my laptop. Um, <laughs> what'd I tell you? <laughs> God damn it. Phil Phil's gonna have to, to to run out of here to go home and get his laptop real quick. The laptop, man, they just delivered a laptop to my my door. It's just sitting there waiting for the. the what a great find that would be. Yeah, that's uh, I knew yeah, it. It's a real prize. It's got a serial number. You'll be fine. That's yeah. It just gives me anxiety, Barrett. I'm a worrier. You got you got the ring. Can you just can you just watch the live stream of the ring? Yeah, sure. Can you just put it? Can you pull That's it up on the computer? That's not anxiety inducing at all. <laughs> waiting for somebody to stop and look at it. I'd rather I'd rather be seeing it. I'd rather be seeing it. Yeah, li- hey, in live to- live time. Yeah. Instead of just having it in the back of my head, convincing myself that somebody came. <sighs> all right. Well, let's little, get the show on the porch road. pirate. Anyways, um, yeah, the tick the uh, TikTok famous. When when okay, we're doing reels now. That was the that was part one mm-hmm. at Club Cool Pod. And reels, if you put out a reel right now, the Zuck is making sure that it is very successful. He is serving your reel to any and all that may be that may be interested so that it just racks racks up plays and plays and plays. And this is the formula. This is the Facebook Instagram formula. As soon as another platform becomes hot, like TikTok, mm-hmm. they will do whatever they can to steal to the audience. Co-opt it. To to co opt it, steal right. the audience back. Take back their their market share and and not lose um, not lose clients and customers. But other than putting out a reel, you you can't get sh- you you you're not going to become you've missed the boat on Instagram unless you're paying for recognition and for like placement on Instagram. Like it's very hard for something to organically yeah get exposed on Instagram now. TikTok is different. TikTok is still very much like this just like crazy random algorithm. They're not you you know you make one hit you make one hit video. And you, and and you can be da- dating Addison Ray, so um, is that the the TikTok girl? That is the TikTok girl. I see. Yeah, number two followed, but I think the number one most famous now. Mm-hmm. She just put out a uh, a single. She put out a single. <laughs> yeah. I would love to hear it. It it's exactly what you think. Yeah, somebody became famous on TikTok and then was like, "I should be a pop star." Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what no. It is. Their manager said you should be a pop star. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, anyways, homework for next week, just like cut off the sides of your hair and grow it out in the front and, um, and get going on the, uh, on the TikTok. Uh, we have a, uh, kind of a grab bag of a show for you today. Uh, if you couldn't tell already, you're just going to be hitting on some, some random, random stuff that I kind of been burning on, uh, over the past week. But first let's take a quick break and hear from a new sponsor. New sponsor. Here we go. Uh, this past weekend, I got to golf. I got to golf yeah. with Dave. Beautiful weather. Uh-huh. Perfect golfing weather. We get that for like three weeks, though. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes ball sweat, swamp ass season. Mm-hmm. My favorite. 90 plus degrees. Yeah. It's awful. It's not attractive. doesn't smell good. Well, that's where Ballsy comes into play, right? Because their number one product, the thing that they have innovated, is their ball guard ball deodorant. And this is, I mean, this thing is is truly, it's 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 majestic. It's it's true technology in uh, in ball deodorant form. It helps protect from sweat, odor, and irritation. Quickly dries as a mess free powder. Goes on as a cooling and soothing cream. It's talc free, paraben free, aluminum free. It's made in the USA. And don't worry, you can travel around with it because it's perfect size, three point four ounces. TSA is not going to uh, get up in your junk about it. Mm-hmm. It'll just be nice and cooling and soothing on your junk and, and make you feel good, whether you're traveling or playing golf or whatever else it is you're doing. Ballsy doesn't stop with the ball guard deodorant, though. They've got all sorts of stuff, um, body wash, good shampoo. It's called Good Head. Uh, there's bundles, so you can try a little bit of everything. There's Liquid Courage body wash. Uh, it, there's, it's just, it's, it's a whole, they it's a whole kitten caboodle, kitten caboodle, kitten caboodle, <laughs> kitten caboodle, uh, kitten caboodle, baldle. Ah. They're going to love that one. They will. Yeah. I've worked in balls to, to kitten caboodle. You're welcome, ballsy. Uh, they've spent years formulating the best products for protecting man parts. Um, you know, that, that's, 
That's what it is. And you, you guys, listeners, get 20% off of your entire ballsy order with the promo code WASHED20. So check them out. It's ballsybrand.com. Use that promo code WASHED20 for 20% off. Ballsy, they've got your sack. That's a little play on words. They've got your back, but it's your sack. Yes. Because it's all about the balls here. Mm -hmm. Protecting, making the balls feel good, all of the above. Mm -hmm. Kitten cabaldle. (laughs) Ballsy. Ballsy. Don't forget the nut rub, which is a beeswax-based solid cologne. It's portable and ready for action on any and all parts of your body, including the um, the nuts, ah. as as the as the title would have you mm-hmm. would have you believe. It's all true. Ballsy. Believe believe every word of it. <laughs> uh, check them out. Ballsybrand.com. The promo code is washed twenty for twenty percent off. And uh, we're looking forward to having Ballsy as a continuing sponsor here. So. Give them, give them a look. Give them a try. Okay, Phil. Uh, let's jump in here. Got some random stuff. I was listening to the new Justin Bieber album on the mm-hmm. way over here. You know I'm a big Bieber guy. Yeah. He's kind of replaced Zac Efron for me, I think. <laughs> and it's... it's it's. Uh, I don't have a good name for my exclusively Justin Bieber podcast yet, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm workshopping a few things. Bieber Boys? Bieber Boys. That probably exists already. You know what does exist? What? A great Tim and Eric sketch called Beaver Boys. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Is it about Justin Beaver? No. Could be. Yeah. Um, good stuff. It's, we- it's weird. He, I, Justin Bieber and I probably have zero in common. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like his vibe. I like the way he dresses. I think he's a good performer and a, and a, and a very talented musician. Um, he, he is his entire Instagram is dedicated to being an evangel- evangelical Christian. At oh, this really? Point. Yeah, all about God, Jesus, and that type of stuff, which is which is great. He seems to have found a lot of peace in that. Um, but just just to point, like, it, I don't the guy. He just he seems cool, but we we probably have zero in common. Yo, would vibe. Uh, all that to say, the music is really good. Mm-hmm. I'm liking what I'm hearing about this uh, this new album, and then segue into his wife, Haley Baldwin, Haley Bieber. I think that she is the most well-styled and best-dressed female celebrity since Princess Diana. Wow, what a statement. I'm I'm ready to go there. Wow, dude. I've also been watching season four of The Crown, so Princess Diana, high, you know, uh-huh. up there in my mind yes. right now. Been, th- been mm-hmm. you know, been really, really dealing with some stuff there. Mm-hmm. Have you watched The Crown season four? I haven't. No, okay. Uh, so I was just, I, I wanted your take on, on my hot take. <clears throat> I, I think she is definitely up there for sure. She, um, has a great stylist. Yeah. Obviously. Her stylist name is Maeve Riley. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram <clears throat> at style me Maeve. Uh, and, and that's, that's a huge part of it, obviously, mm-hmm. is having somebody that knows exactly what it is that you like and you look good in and is constantly providing you with, uh, with, with stuff that's, <clears throat> that's gonna look great but what what percentage do we give the stylist the 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 i feel like Haley bieber's male counterpart i would say is lebron yeah for me mm-hmm. love the way he looks almost every single time he comes down the runway but i know he owes a ton of that credit to his unbelievable stylist yeah who just knows him perfectly and knows what's going to look good on him and it, and i think the key is that neither of these people look like they it's also well put together that you know they have a stylist, but they don't necessarily look like they have a stylist. Mm-hmm. It's all cohesive. It's not like they're bouncing around in from to, to a million different looks. Although yeah. they can both wear very different, you know, polar opposite type stuff. Like they look great in athleisure. They look look get great glammed up in suits and and fancy dresses, right? Uh, but but you know, they're just kind of like they're also kind of perfect bodies to to drape the best of the best on, right? Uh, but but it obviously goes above and beyond that. You still have to be a, a stylish individual to kind of pull all this stuff off and and wear the clothes instead of having the clothes wear you. She's just constantly popping up on my on my Instagram and in my explore feed and and on paparazzi shots and just like every time I think she knocks it out of the park, mm-hmm. crushes it. And uh, one of our listeners I was I was talking to on on Instagram and we were talking about how it, you know if she had kind of come of age, come to prominence five, six, seven years ago, she would have been a big, like, Phoebe Philo at Celine, old Celine Muse with, like, the boxier, kind of, like, dressier, mm-hmm. wider, 
uh, almost formal like businesswoman silhouettes, which she, you see a little bit of that on her every once in a while. But uh, uh, Maeve Riley, if you're listening, you should find some old Celine for her to wear as well. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, is anybody in, 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 any females come close that that, that you that you kind of see around? I mean, well, I just there? go to like New York and the street style that I always does. Do the Beavers? They live in L.A. and New York, or do they just... probably mostly L.A.? I, it, I'm sure they're based in L.A. Emily Ratajkowski, yeah. Yes. She, to me, I think does a really good job um, and wears a lot of the similar, those over, everything's oversized. Yep, totally. Blazers. Yeah. Um, and th- it's a it's a really good point because I think you can see, I think it's pretty clear that Emily Ratajkowski does not have a stylist. Yeah, right. And Haley Beaver does. Yeah. That's the, di- that's the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very similar. They both wear similar things, mm-hmm. um, ha- have like similar aesthetics. And then Haley has the stylist, so it's all just like a like a little bit more. You see a little bit of some different looks, mm-hmm. some cor- some more unique stuff, more polished, more polished. Emily Ratajkowski typically very like, uh, you know, she throws on her boyfriend's blazer like over yeah. a crop top and high waisted denim and looks great. Looks great. Yeah, but yeah, not not as thought out. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Probably because she's she gets followed. Don't get me wrong, but not like those two. Not like those two. I mean, no, nobody really cares about her husband as much as they care about Justin Bieber. True. Let's just be real. Very, very good point. Yeah. The uh, the the pairing of that's two big the celebrities. Two of them, yes. Is so you're getting followed everywhere. Yeah. I wonder if their stylist like writes down some outfits for them for going out to coffee when she's you know when you're if you're just gonna pop something on th- this is where I would go. Yes. You think so? I think so. Yeah. I d- I think that that is how. Uh, man, another just random thing here. It was late one night. We were like flipping through channels, you know, we'd watched our hour of crown or the Nick mm-hmm. or whatever. And the episode of friends that were on, I wasn't into, I'd already seen them recently or something like that. So it popped over to a rerun episode of keeping up with the Kardashians, <laughs> which I've never really watched. Like yeah. I've seen a few minutes here and there. <clears throat> It'll suck you in. And it will suck you in. Oh yeah. Especially if you are in to close. Uh-huh. Because that's like 40% of the show is them talking about what they're going to wear and then they like go to Santa Rosa <clears throat> for a weekend trip and drink wine at fancy restaurants. So this particular episode was about how Kim thought that Chloe needed to be like a little bit more glammed out and like be styled a little bit better mm-hmm. so she goes into and all of this is so scripted and, and so full of shit anyway but she goes into uh courtney's closet and starts pulling stuff out of her own closet putting it together on the floor taking polaroids <laughs> packing up her suitcase and then she swaps out the suitcases that's the that's the conceit <laughs> is that chloe goes off to the little weekend trip she opens up her suitcase and she's like this isn't what I packed. Oh, no. Oh, no. And yeah. then has all the Polaroids that Kim put together and be like, this is what you should wear to dinner. Uh. This is what you should wear, you know, to, to lunch. So, yes, I think that if you have, if you're paying a stylist, that it's certainly an option to go that far. Yeah. Like, you at least have, like, they've at least pitched you, here, this would be great for yeah. Saturday coffee run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't yeah. that be nice, dude, to not even think about it? So I'm glad that you asked that because it's another thing I was thinking about. Would I want a stylist? No, I bet you wouldn't, but I would. Because I, I just look at what I'm wearing. No, I think I would, though. Because they're, they're, they're... But you'd want them their input just as, a, uh, as input, as a suggestion. For me... You want them to lay it out. I want them to lay it out yeah, and say, look, it, this, this is going to look yeah. good together. You're right. I want feedback. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want the you just want to be kidded. I, I, well, yeah, I want them to go find the clothes. That's it. Yeah, because I don't have the time nor the money. But if they're gonna, you know, for instance, these celebrities, I have a feeling they don't keep all those clothes. It's just they don't. They they wear them and then they give them back. I believe so to whomever. But I but that 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 part I don't really know how it works. Yeah, because stylists are not the stylists themselves are obviously not buying all of those clothes either. I know, but I think they're the liaison. So they're, between they're getting them, them on like loan from yeah. brands, stores, whatever. And then I, I don't know how that all works. Does That's the what I want. Does, does the celebrity buy the clothes, but then do they keep the clothes? Do they give them back? Like I don't, to me, I don't think they should have to buy the clothes. The the press is worth way more than the ticket price of that blazer. Only if the 
Blazer is identified and posted sure. about, though. It will you know be. what I mean? If, so, you, I mean? if you're Haley Bieber, it's all getting yeah. identified and posted. But Haley, Be- Haley also has to own some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She can't just She has nothing in her closet. <laughs> Empty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it would be... It'd be nice to be to be styled for, uh, you know, just to see what that. I would just like to like. see how it works. If if right. nothing else, just I would yeah. like to sit in there and watch how it all goes down. Another another just like tidbit that that you would probably miss if you weren't listening to the show about. And I'm speaking of keeping up with the Kardashians here. It's just like a little throwaway line from from Kim to to Chloe. I've probably messed up all the names, by the way. It's Chloe. That Kim styles and repacks the suitcase for. Okay, I think I was saying Courtney in there somewhere. Whatever, but yes, okay, all right. So another thing she says, she like mentions she's talking about Chloe's closet and her clothes, and she's like, you know, everything that you have is great and like perfectly tailored, but um, but you just don't like put it together in the right the right way. But so the the throwaway line there is that everything she has in that closet, no matter what brand or what designer it's from. It's all been precisely tailored for her. Yeah, right. And that's a, that's, that's that's happening with all yeah. that's happening with your style through your stylist as well. Right, that's priceless. They know your measurements. Yeah, they have everything down. Uh-huh. They don't even. They probably don't even need you to come in for a fitting. Right. on a lot of stuff to have it like tweaked to to fit you perfectly. Mm-hmm. So, um, golly. But yeah, once you get that TikTok money. <laughs> I got to figure out the butt cut first, Phil. Uh, I got to figure how to. Nobody's going to take me seriously on TikTok if I don't have the TikTok hair. That's true. You're gonna have to lie about your age too. <sighs> yeah is the tic- is the butt cut going to make me look younger or older? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll make you look younger. <laughs> I'm gonna have to shave more often. Uh huh. Me too. Yeah, I got a few grays coming in right right there in my middle part too. So is those, that the only grays so, you've seen? So I'm gonna have to take care of those as well. You've seen some grays. Where they? Yeah, at? yeah, they're 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 right up here. I have some they're, over here. They're right in here, yeah. just on this side. Yep, just a, just a couple of old heads in here. Our next sponsor will be just for men. <laughs> you got to pair the just for men with the ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> then you have the total package. Now you're living, baby. <laughs> um, well, shouts to shouts to Haley Bieber, my current my current muse. Just. She's killing it. She's crushing it. Her and Harry Styles, your current two. That's correct. That is correct. If they got together, Oof. what would happen? That's too it's it's too far. It's too far. Because because Harry is the Haley in the relationship with Olivia Wilde. Correct. Yeah, they couldn't work. They that wouldn't work. They they would have to have they're, the closet. They're both too glam and uh-huh. and sexy. Yeah. It's too sexy. It's too sexy. It's too sexy. <laughs> is that the Antonio Banderas says yeah. no? Yeah. That landed with approximately 10 of our listeners. <laughs> Chris Catan doing Antonio Banderas on SNL in the <laughs> mid to uh, late 90s. Randy, throw in one of those those clips. <laughs> we won't get sued. It's too sexy. Too sexy. But I must. <laughs> um, okay, we can move on. Did you did you see this uh, this Doc Martin no, not Rick Owens boot? Was this what Russell Westbrook was wearing? No, his had big... Uh, no, he his had like the harness uh, yeah. on him. Those he, were cool, dude. Those looked dope. Yeah, I yeah. That I actually, whole thing he had on was great. He looked very. I don't always like Russell Westbrook's kits, but that the those Doc Martens that he had on with like the harness strap on him looked really cool. With and he looked he looked cool. Um, I saw these pop up on Instagram a few times a couple of weeks ago, and I I thought that this was a meme. <laughs> I thought this was a like a photoshopped memed boot. Uh, what we're looking at here is the the this this is a real shoe. It did come out. It sold out very quickly. It's the it's a Rick, Rick Owens and Doc Martin collaboration, which mashes up the classic fourteen sixty Doc Martin boot with the Mega Lace uh, stuff from Rick Owens. And so, if you want to see some, uh, let's see, do I have the uh, yeah? Here's here's what like the actual Mega Lace stuff looks like. My my question here is kind of like, do we like this? Do mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like the I like the whole direction though. I like a little bit of goth and a little bit of heavy material and uh, so Rick here, Owens. Here's some of the full on like mega lace, mega lace. Yeah. 
mega desk. Um, Again, Russ can pull it off. I don't know who else. I mean, you gonna you're yeah, gonna look so, pretty stupid in these. That's kind of my thing. I, I think this Megalay stuff from Rick is it's really cool. It's totally different. It's nobody else does stuff like this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's very directional. It's very forward. It's very avant garde. And like you said, it is very unwearable mm-hmm. unless your entire closet is full of avant garde stuff from like homeboy from and Emile Meester and Christian Carroll Poel and Third Eye Blonde. Rick Owens. Your boy. Yes. Unless you're like Stephen Jenkins from Third Eye Blonde. Um, so I like that this tones it down. Yeah. It, it puts it on a much more wearable boot. Yeah. Throws the lacing configuration on there. And you have something that is suddenly has the Rick has that vibe, has that piece of the of the Rick Owens Mega Lace. And it's not nearly as hard to wear. So I think that's cool. Um how much were these? I think they retailed for three hundred. Really? Right in that range. Damn. So is it you're saying that's that's pretty high for docs. Yeah. But pretty low for Rick. Right. And so uh, that's kind of the other thing that I was thinking about is that th- this type of collaboration between Doc Martin and Rick Owens, it's kind of the new form of the diffusion line. And what I mean by that is like, you know, when I was first getting into all this stuff, everybody had a lower priced line. So there was the Mark Jacobs, you know, his eponymous label, but then there was Mark by Mark Jacobs, <laughs> which was sold at Barney's Co-op and Nordstrom. Yeah. And then there was like Michael Kors. And then there was like MK by Michael Kors. Polo Ralph Lauren. And then there was on the there was a ton of this on the women's too. There was Isabel Morant and then there was Etois by Isabel Morant. Derek Lamb, 10 Crosby by Derek Lamb. Like this was so this was everybody had their, you know, their main, their main line. And then there was the lower price diffusion line that was like pitched <clears throat> into the contemporary market. And you see a, a lot of those brands closed up shop. Mark by Mark Jacobs is no longer, right? Like it 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 I think they 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 all they all kind of faded a little bit and were replaced by brands that were just true contemporary brands instead of lower priced versions of mm-hmm. the high the you know the mainline designer stuff. Mm-hmm. Now one that has been really successful is Rick Owens Dark Shadow, but it's it's really it, it it's almost not even a diffusion line. It is. It's lower priced than mainline, but it's really just like a. It's like a sub. It's like a a subcategory of mainline. Mm-hmm. It's it's barely different, and it's still really expensive. It's just not quite as exotic as some of the mainline stuff. So I don't even really count that. But my point here is there there is uh, scrolling down here a little bit. This was a new Margella collaboration with Reebok. And so it's taking some of the Margella stuff, like the the look of a painted shoe yeah. like that, and it's applying it to a Club C. And I, the thing with the Rick Owens Doc Martin, this is taking something crazy and making it wearable. A Margella sneaker, a Margella Gat with a painted, it's not hard to wear. Yeah. It's just expensive. So the the only purpose that this serves is to put Margella on the, the Margella name on something that doesn't cost as much. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Like I understand the 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 kind of the democracy of that, the democratization of of a high fashion name, but it does nothing for me the yeah. way that the the mashup boot does. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to it's it's one thing to take something that is like makes no sense and make it make a little bit of sense, but here we're just packaging we're just packaging the Margello name into a into a, a mass produced sil- shoe, mm-hmm. and I don't it's I don't dig it, and I don't like it, and I don't like it. Uh, you know, I don't hate it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just kind of poo pooing it. Okay. <laughs> That's, there's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. Um, quick update. Nobody has shown up to steal the laptop yet. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Keeping it close. You got you got the you got the video screen on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're watching. Keep us updated. I will. Yeah. Duh, I'll run them off. Everybody, we're 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 trying to to you know we're trying to to talk shoes here, but but we know that everybody is. On edge. Thinking about that laptop. Yeah. <laughs> Please keep me in your thoughts. Um. Yeah. So anyway, did I have any more? Did I have any more thoughts on on this stuff? I think my big point was that nobody's doing diffusion lines anymore. Yeah. And that, and that yeah. when you want to, when when you have a contemporary designer label, and you want to get it into the hands of more people, 
the route is to bit is basically just to collaborate with like a sportswear mm-hmm. or a mass a sportswear line or a mass produced line. Yeah, very little commitment necessary. You right. do one exactly. thing, see if it works, and then you keep going. Instead of like expanding your whole yeah. supply chain, right? And finding different manufacturers right. and producers and making a bunch of product that you're going to have to keep an inventory. Mm-hmm. You just utilize somebody that already has that. Yeah, makes so it make it, it makes makes monetary sense, and then you know you're getting. You're getting two brands worth there now, right? Mm-hmm. Reebok can put those on their site, Mar- and then Margella gets to post about them too. So it's a, it's it's a far more symbiotic relationship, and I'm sure makes far more sense financially. But sometimes you get kind of like, I don't know, lowest common denominator pro- projects that don't mm-hmm. seem all that intentional. Yeah. So uh, you want to move on to yeah. Listener question or wine? Wine. Let's do wine first. So we were uh, we were, we were in the Discord the other day. If you want access to our Discord, which is constantly popping off, go join us at patreon.com slash club cool. You get access to the Discord on our on either of our tiers. The the uh, you know it starts at two bucks a month. The other one is five bucks a month. Lots of great bonus content. But probably most important at all is is joining us in our little Discord community. Where we talk about uh, whatever we want. Somebody posted a bottle of of a, of a natural wine that everybody had was was popping off about, and it, I I believe it was an orange wine. It was. Now I know that that's trendy. It is natural wine is, trendy. and I know that natural wine is trendy, uh-huh. and I don't really know what either of those things is. So, what is orange wine? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just start off with: Is that when you mix a rosé and a white wine? No, but it's the same. It's generally the same concept. Okay. It's all about the skin contact. So, orange wine is skin contact white wine. They leave the seeds in, they leave the skin on, so it'll tint the liquid to an orange look. So, to get the orange wine, they do not do surgery on a grape. Correct. Okay. Right. They leave the skins intact. Yeah. So, look. I don't. I am by no means anywhere close to. I don't. I know nothing. All right. <laughs> I'll just tell you what I do know. What I think I know. Okay. All right. And do what I've had. And so, like, with the whole natural wine deal, it's really. Uh, this is going to really piss some people off, but I just think it's a really, really well executed marketing plan. Okay. Because you won't find a natural wine, new natural wines that are out there that don't have a killer label. Every one of them, they're, 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 your eye goes right to them. But that's that's the same thing. Well, I mean, it it stands to reason. We we right after we were talking about the wine, we were talking about how we're in like the golden age of of beer can labels as well. Correct. And like every microbrewery uh-huh. does awesome, cool cans now. Yeah. So don't you think it's just that's that that's a byproduct of the people that are doing the natural wine? Is that it's it's it is the cool trendy thing to be doing. So those are the people that want cool labels as well, right? But what like I'm getting they're, at they're is they're not heritage winemakers. They're they're not right. it, they're they're not French people in Bordeaux. Yeah, but there's some, there are some old like Loire Valley is famous for they do a lot of really cool labels and they've been doing them for forever. Okay. But that what you said trendy. It's I, I just hate it is. There's a lot of good natural wine. There's a lot of bad natural wine. And I've had more bad than good. And that's just my palate, though. I think that it, it, a lot of it can lean towards tasting like a sour beer, all of it. Like okay. I- immediately sour beer, sour dough. Um, yeah, people aren't going to like that because everybody <laughs> loves natural wine. I, I just uh, – it's just from what I've had, and I've had a lot of both. Uh, more, I guess I wouldn't call it unnatural, but not in the natural wine category. I've had more – um, I guess traditional. Wine. So I certainly I've not done any experimenting with natural wine. I, now one of the things that stopped me is is kind of I guess maybe similar to what you're saying. One time I tried an organic wine, yeah, and it was really bad. Ah, uh, and I've been scared off of organic wines and yeah. therefore natural wines as well, and and all of that type of stuff. But yeah, it's 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 the hottest thing going in in the world of vino right now. Well, the thing with natural wine is. It's natural. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the traditional producers have been producing natural wine forever. Forever. 
they just haven't paid to put it on the label. They haven't paid to go get the certifications. That's very cost prohibitive. Yeah. Especially if you're going to get to the certificate of being organic, like fully organic wine. A lot of wine that is made with organic grapes will just say that they, you can just put that on a label. Made with organic grapes. It doesn't have to be certified organic. Okay. There's, it's, there's, you could go on forever with this stuff. But we sell a lot of the orange wine, back to orange wine, is Pinot Grigio. Just with skin contact. Okay. And we sell one that's a pet nat, so it's bubbly. Mm-hmm. And pet nat is it's it's fermenting in the bottle itself. Right. So there's going to be sediment. Uh, it's cloudy a little bit. Is that the one that got posted on our Discord? No. Okay. Do you like this pet nat orange one? It's okay. Yeah. But it tastes like a sour beer. Not really. It, it can. It just, to me... Is, I, here's here's it now. Let me tell you some wines that I do like that are natural. That we it wait, real quick. Is okay. there something to do with sulfites in natural wine? All right. So sulfites. Or there, there is no such thing as a sulfite free wine. It always occurs in the fermentation. If they say there's no sulfites, they're lying. Okay. You can say you don't have to label it a, a, until it's to a certain parts per million. I think it's ten in the United States. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, when I first started drinking wine, I was always looking for like. Anything that says, you know, natural sulfites or sulfite-free or uh, less sulfites, basically, because I thought that's what gave me a headache. What gave me the headache was drinking too much wine (laughs) and not drinking enough water. That's Uh key. uh So here's a fun little chart. uh, French fries have over like a thousand times the amount of sulfites in them than a glass of dry wine. Okay. you know what I mean? So you're not getting headaches after having some fries, are you? Man, this is this is a facts only podcast right now. Okay, <laughs> you're speaking truth to power. Uh, <laughs> and if you in the okay, so I'll just leave that alone. But <laughs> no, no, blow some minds, man. No, the the, <laughs> the the now there are some wines that use so the difference between like natural wine and and traditional, I guess is one of the things is that you can use native yeast or bring in like outside yeast, look like anything from like a yeast packet that you mm-hmm, would use. Mm-hmm, yeah. But the the deal with natural wine that can get a little tricky is it's it's more volatile because you're not you have less control over the process. If you're putting in your own, you're tinkering with it more the unnatural way. You're you're more tinkering. If you're putting more sulfites in, adding that that is a preservative. Right. That way it can age. It, 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 you don't have to drink it immediately. You're getting the, the, so with these natural wines, one of the things is that, and I, and I, I bet some people like this, you're getting some funk. Yeah. There, there exactly. is, and there's some unknown to it. That's right. It might all, it's, it might taste good. It might taste bad. It might taste a little weird. Yeah. Bottle is bottle to bottle or, or at least yes. year to year is probably pretty bottle different. Bottle to bottle is different. And so I, the, the, that, that kind of like, lack of uniformity i yeah. feel like is is you yeah. know i get that it's jazz baby yeah <laughs> i totally get it like give me like the raw stuff let's see what's going on with the the grapes and the, mm-hmm. the terroir right right but um to me i don't know i've just my palate it, it always tends to go towards like a, a a sweet tart kind of finish and like a sourdough yeasty mm. those that's just some of them now one that I had recently that was fucking delicious. It's a blend of Cote, C-O-T, and Gamay, just a little bit of Gamay. Cote is actually Malbec, but the French call it Cote. Isn't it C-O-T-E? C-O-T. Hmm. Not like Cote de Rhone? C-O-T-E-S? No. I'm sure that you can spell it like that, too. See, that's the whole thing. That was French. It's a game <laughs> to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We sell one. Uh, it's called Cote Boy. Coat boy, coat boy. Okay, cute little label with a guy riding a bull. Uh, this is out of uh, Lore, and it is again a nice little blend with coat and gamay. It's natural. It's unfiltered. It's unfined. There's no added sulfites. Um, all of it, all of the words, and it is fantastic, dude. You could drink it with. You could have it with food without. Um, highly recommend. Okay. Um, you know, and the one that we carry is uh, Lunaria Romado. Lunaria Romado. Yeah, I'm not going to remember that. Okay. 
It's uh, Northern Italian right, Pinot Grigio. Well, do, does does Tom's do a? Uh, you get ten percent off for buying six. Four. Four. Yeah. Hey. Twenty. If you get six, it's twenty. Oh no way. Yeah. Um, you're gonna have to give me no a, a case. I'm sorry. Okay. All but right. for but, you, we'll I see mean, what we can do. let's yeah. I, I might have to get you to set me up a little. We'll see. What we can little do. sixer. Yeah. Test case of uh, of some of these natural wines and these orange wines. Mm-hmm. Because we'll I, bring him on next time. I've fallen into a I've fallen into a rut here. I I, I just I don't know. I, I'm big French wine guy. Last thing that we had was a Bordeaux, and I just didn't like it. And I usually yeah. love like all Bordeaux, and maybe this one just wasn't good. But it would like you know it was highly rated wine advocate James Suckling or whatever. Which who knows what that really means. But uh, I usually love that stuff, and I just there was something mm. something off about it, something I didn't like. So I'm I'm feeling the need um, for speed. To uh, to, <laughs> to just mix it up, mix it up a little bit. I've got one for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good little wine segment. Uh, it does that does help with with the wine and the or with the natural wine and the orange wine. And uh, we've got a whole we've got Phil's cocktail corner on the Discord again. So if if, if come want, at me if you want to get if you want to come and rec- and recommend some stuff to us or drop some more knowledge on us, there are definitely people that are already in there that are involved in the uh, in the the alcohol industry as well. So uh, I think we have a we have at least one beer guy in there, maybe more than that. Uh, and we've got you in there. We've got a wine guy in there. So just there, there's all a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm gonna get some heat, Barrett, for for talking trash. Yeah. What you know? What you told you told them the truth, not what they wanted. I don't to know hear. if that is the truth. That's just what I think. <laughs> it's only what it's only my opinion. That's it. <laughs> That's just like your opinion, man. Uh, okay, a couple more things today. The Carlisle Group, who owned Supreme, basically they were a major investor in Supreme, and then sold it to VF Brands for however much a billion dollars or whatever. Uh, they have now bought a majority stake in End. The UK yeah. multi-brand retailer, which purportedly values end at around a billion dollars. So we're just throwing the, – the, the Billy is quickly becoming the new Millie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Every brand is worth a billion dollars these days, which is, which is pretty insane. But uh, it, I always think it's interesting when these multi-brand retailers like End or Net-A-Porter or Farfetch or whoever either come together in like these giant investments – or or get these huge valuations because it's a notoriously difficult industry. It's very very inventory heavy. The margins are not that great, and um and and it typically like m- most of it boils down to, you know, can you just move so much product that you have that you have the margin and you can be super successful and you're operating at like crazy in- uh, economies of scale, and you can get your logistics prices down and all that. Or can you position yourself to have your own private label line where your margins are much better and you move it alongside all this contemporary mm-hmm. stuff? Mr. Porter has been doing that uh, of late. And, um, but yeah, I, at, at the same time, online shopping has continued to, to grow and grow and grow. The pandemic has, has obviously hurt the economy in, in many regards, but lots and lots of people that know that if you had an online presence and you knew what you were doing with it over the course of this past 12 months, Chances are you were likely pretty successful mm-hmm. with your online business, and uh, you know that doesn't show any signs of slowing down. So uh, it's just just really just a short a short note there, short information drop that uh, that end out of the UK, valued at a billion dollars, has a bunch of new investors, and they are saying that they will they are going to expand domestically, and that's in the UK, domestically in the UK, but also in uh, internationally. Mm-hmm. And so this is one where I wouldn't be surprised to see, uh, like Net-A-Porter, which has a UK base and a US base, I would not be surprised to see End pop a distribution center over here, set up an HQ, like a, an HQ2, basically. I wish they would. And get some of those, the US-made products get <clears throat> correctly priced instead of getting that huge yeah. uh, bump from the, uh, from the, the, the import fees. And returns, and then re- and then shipping and returns would be much much easier as sure. well. And I I would really look forward to that because one of the things that I've been noticing just tooling around on on the shops these days, I'm running out of shops that aren't charging me tax, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> you love that, and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. 
I really hate it. It's it's the difference. It is the difference to me for for mm-hmm. on on stuff. With those big with the big purchases? Yeah. We're talking 50, 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Let me get that tax free, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh yeah, something to look out there from for uh from end clothing. All right, uh listener question. I'm going to pull it up here, but it's about it's about a little office attire. You uh you ready for this? Mhm. Okay, it's from JL. Hey, guys, question for you. I work in a business casual office, and we just moved into a new building. The only problem is that the new spot is freezing cold every day, and just a dress shirt is not cutting it. What is a good type of sweater or extra layer that I can throw on over a button-down that won't make me look like every other corporate D-bag in a Patagonia fleece vest? Thanks. Love the pod. <laughs> Thank you. We love you for listening. I appreciate the question. Um, well, I'll start. I think the 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 quick answer is to go baller fleece and have all of the other you know midtown uniform bros saying what's that oh dude what is that because you're going to be in like you know the AMA fleece and they've never heard of that they're stuck in in their Patagonia in their North Face yeah and you'll you'll blow their cabezas with like you know with your streetwear game yes. basically uh-huh. so that's one option but then that's still fleece so. Maybe you want something that's like a little that's like even more of a of, of a spin on this. So my uh, the next thing that I would tell you is Cardi Boys stand up. Yeah, uh, I, I've definitely kept a cardigan in an office before. Uh, now, the trick here is you don't want to keep like your best cardigan at the office because then it's always at the office when you want it. Mm-hmm. So you need to find like a good you office. Need, you need to find a good office cardigan. Um, the the one that I kept around a lot was I don't know if they make this anymore, but it was a J Crew cotton cashmere blend. Yeah, light layer, but like would easily protect you from mm-hmm. you know if you're sitting under an air conditioning vent oh, or whatever. Man, I hate that a cold office. Yeah, that'll drive me nuts. Yeah, I hate being cold. Just a draft, just a drafty breeze, just blowing Ooh. right down on you. Man, can't work like that. No. <laughs> um, could do a shacket. Could do a little shirt jacket, an overshirt. That that's where I would go. Yeah, along with the cardigan. I'm always yeah. a cardigan supporter, but the shacket is. Uh, I think it'd be easier to get over some of those button downs. Mm-hmm. You know, because the the cardigan. That's true. Be... A cardigan can be you. Then you, you got to put it on, and then you're messing with the sleeves yeah. to get them to like mm-hmm. come down to the wrist again. Yeah, and then you're messing with the. Sh- you're pulling it down. You're doing the shoulders. The whole the whole shebang. Yeah. But as a shacket, he's wearing dress shirts. He's in clearly like a business casual it's office. Right. It's okay. There's there's good ones. There's yeah yeah. Can you can you get away with like southwestern print in an office like that though? I don't know. I don't I don't think you can. I don't think you can either. Yeah. So you surely find a... you could find one that's from Howler or somebody that's less yeah printed. Yeah yeah. We've got a nice one called the Quintana that's uh-huh. like got like a, a a quilted yoke as well. Very much a shirt jacket. Um, but there, yeah, there are, there are some ones out there that are, that are more solid, but, but, but so just to, I'll use that as a segue. You, 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 you get into like a herringbone, a solid, an olive, it's a shirt jacket. It's easy to slip on. Well, we're basically, we're almost into being a chore coat at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so that, that's something that would be really good as well. Um, we have a, uh, we have a guest scheduled for next week. His name's Clayton Chambers, and I'm I'm I met with him earlier this week, and he was wearing a like an Oxford cloth button down, and it was kind of a you know breezy, cool morning like we've been like we've been getting, and he had on like a it was like a combo chore coat blazer, it looked kind of fuzzy and mm-hmm. and woolen, mm-hmm. but like had like patch pockets and like what wasn't tailored, you know, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't sharp it wasn't like crisp like a like a like a blazer yeah it was soft and relaxed and like almost like a cardigan or a mm-hmm. chore coat so i, I w- when he comes on next week we'll we'll have to ask him uh what that was and and jl tune in and, and you can find out and maybe pick up something like that but it was basically that kind of hybrid second layer that chore coat blazer cardigan mix mashup yeah and i really like that stuff too because it's it's that's a great piece to just own because it is so versatile. Like you can do like a nice pair of trousers and mm-hmm. some shoes for the office and a button down and have that on top. But then on the weekend, like light wash jeans and, and sneakers and it's a sharp look too, mm-hmm. you know? 
get your Haley Bieber, Emily Ratajkowski on. <laughs> just put a belt on it over in the middle. That just would be over cute. a belt, mm-hmm. you know, belt right in the middle. Waste it up. At the office? At the office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll blow some minds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you want to get into some conversations <laughs> and be memorable, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, those are my suggestions. I don't have any, I didn't, I didn't pick up, I didn't pick out any links today or any very specifics, but, but I'll, I'll think on it and, um, hit me back in the DMS if you want some specific recommendations. I like the chore code. But I think, I think chore code, some, uh, like a baller fleece, something that, that, that levels up from the Patagonia North face, a cardigan is like kind of the gold standard of office layer, I think, um, and then, uh, yeah, and then may- may- maybe you can find, like, some, depending on how casual or how formal your office is, a shacket could work as, yeah. as, as well, a nice, mm-hmm. little, a nice little shirt jacket. Uh, okay. That's it. That's what we got for today. Cool. Thank you to Ballsy Brand, new sponsor once again. Go check out Ballsy Brand for all your, for all your nutsack needs, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whether it's the deodorant or the, the smell good, whole shower thing, hair, body wash, they got it all. Get yourself a bundle, washed 20, 20% off of your order. Go check us out, Club Cool, on the Patreon, patreon.com slash, cool, slash Club Cool. Join us in the Discord uh, when, when, you, when you sign up there. Follow us on Instagram, where, like I said, we are now doing reels at Club Cool Pod. We're going to, I'm, I'm going to try to get on, I'm going to try to post some TikToks. As soon as Phil gets his TikTok hair, we're also on TikTok. The, the at is ready to go. It's at Club Cool Pod, just like on Instagram. And um and and look out. I'm uh it's only a matter of time before I'm before I'm doing one of these. <laughs> and uh and uh Put and, the, <laughs> the number up when he does that. That is ridiculous. Uh and you know, it'll be to a, a hot track and, and then it'll whatever I pointed to, that's the topic of my TikTok. And then it'll it'll be that. I can't wait. You'll see it. Uh that'll do it for us for us today. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Bye bye.